to please bow your heads and join with me in a moment of reflection and repeat after me. Dear Dolly Parton, Dear Dolly Parton. in your infinite wisdom, and really great wigs. Help us to choose wisely. And may the best queen win. A Sunday night in March at the Olympia Theatre Dublin. Tonight's performance is billed as the last ever alternative Miss Ireland contest. This is a high point in the gay social calendar. The theatre is filled to the rafters. The audience is promised a riotous display of colourful drag queens, music and dance. Backstage, ten contestants await their turn to compete for the final opportunity to wear the crown. Some have been preparing for this event for months, others for years. My name's Paul Craig, but uh, I'm also known as uh, Big Chief Random Chaos, and I'm, for the last while, have been putting on shows in Dublin and elsewhere. Um, and uh, now we have found ourselves in Cabin, of all places, which uh, should be good fun, <laughs> I would imagine. Um, so... Well, tonight I'm hosting it, um, so in that sense, uh, I'm hopefully going to be the, the, the person that brings it all together. I'll be doing maybe the trick with the bed and nails. Um, it's grand to do, but it's not overly comfortable, <laughs> as you can imagine. Can you please give a huge gonzo welcome for your host for tonight, Mr Big Chief Random Chaos! <laughs> Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the League of Decadence Bastards! It's a wet November evening in Cavan Town. Paul Craig, web designer by day and burlesque cabaret performer by night, is performing a show at the Gonzo Theatre. He's trying out material for his alternative Miss Ireland performance. We, we have actually a bet. I think I've kind of lost my ability to feel what is going to be controversial or, or you know, I just go ahead and do it and, and find out afterwards that, oh, yeah, that, that was a bit naughty what you did there or so on and so forth. Like, apparently I made a few people puke the other night, which was kind of a first. <laughs> they had to get up in the middle of the show and leg it to the toilet, but, uh, you know... I kind of act first and then f suffer the consequences later with the way I perform. Um, everything that I do is pretty much improvised, so it's, it's uh, you know. People ask me, what are you doing tonight? And it's kind of, uh, I don't know. Well, I know I have my mic and I know I have a few objects and I know I have a fair idea of what I might be wearing, but apart from that, generally speaking, it's, it's pretty much improvised. Now, ladies and gentlemen, would you like to see me do this first trick? Yeah. Now, we put them down there. Oh. Now, what do you think we should do with these mouse traps? Z -z 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 -z. We'll put them down there. <laughs> now, what do you think is the best way of releasing these traps? Mice. 
Well, I have a very specialized way of releasing these. With my ass! Okay. Now, should I do it with the trousers on? What? Trousers on, trousers off, trousers on. I started off, uh, I think I did my first gig in 1993, so I'm pretty much nearly 20 years at it now. Uh, started off in the, uh, again, in the dance clubs of the, the early 90s, and that sort of gradually sort of developed into maybe, you know, basically the way it works with the, the, the sort of performance stuff we do, you kind of go where they'll, they'll hire you. Um, so moved from the dance clubs to then doing the street shows and then with the resurgence of sort of cabaret and burlesque I started getting more gigs inside which suits me much better I'm definitely it's definitely much safer to put me in front of a crowd of adults as opposed to a bunch of children (laughs) Paul's performing career spans the lifetime of Alternative Miss Ireland which was started by Rory O'Neill, otherwise known as Panty. The, well, the original Alternatives Ireland was a small little club event in aid of the Rape Crisis Centre in 1987. Um, and about ten years after that, in 1997, 96, um, myself and two friends of mine who were involved in club events at the time were approached by the Dublin AIDS Alliance and asked to remount that silly event that happened ten years ago and we did, and we've, we did it then every year since then. And I've been hosting it all those years as well. So I think people sort of look at it in the last few years, the last ten years, and it seems like this big, you know, huge event, and they went, how did you get started in that? But, of course, when we started it, it was just a silly little tiny thing that nobody was, had any interest in. So, um, so, yeah, so I've been there since the beginning, but just by pure accident. We also sort of think of the Alternatives Ireland as a kind of a family endeavour, you know, because you know, so many people have been working on it together for 18 years and we, we may not see each other all that often during the year, depending on our lives, you know, on where we're working or whatever. But then once a year, for a few months, we see each other a lot because we're having meetings together and talking on the phone together and sending emails together and then we're building up to this event and we sort of have this big event together. And so we always, you know, we jokingly call it Gay Christmas, and a lot of the gays do as well, because it has that slight feeling. It's an, you know, uh, the annual event that brings everybody out of the woodwork, and you sort of get to see old friends and all of that. If Paul is to win the crown, he will need coaching. Amanda Brunker, a previous Miss Ireland, has agreed to mentor him in the lead-up to the big night. However, Amanda has never seen any of Paul's live shows. How are you, Paul? It's good to meet you. How are you doing? doing? I wouldn't recognise you in your civvies. No, I know. I'm in disguise. (laughs) How are you? Is this the real you? Apparently, yeah. Or is the stage you the real you? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? knows? Oh, well, hopefully you know. (laughs) Yeah, it it depends on that. So, hello. Hello, yeah. So are you get are your uh, how many weeks have you got to go now before um, the big the day, the 18th, big competition? Eighteenth of March. Was it? So it's not long, really. No, no. You've only got a you've only got a couple of months, really. Yeah, I kind of uh, they've only sort of uh, uh, well, they haven't even officially announced who's actually 
competing this year. Yeah, I've, I've done it a few times before, so I kind of... Well, you've done it more than a few times. How many yeah. times have you done it now? I think this is my eighth. Eighth time, so I that's, def- that's definitely eighth, yeah. more than... I've done enough times that I'm beginning to question how many times I've done it. If you know and <laughs> is this a hobby, or is this something more than a hobby for you? Um, it's Maybe it's... Uh, yeah, I suppose it's more than a hobby in the sense that uh, I, I'm quite passionate about doing it. Okay, um, right, okay. And also this one's a really special one because it's the last one ever. Because it's the last, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of... Have um, you been yourself? I, do you know what? It's something that has eluded me, and I've yeah, been yeah, actually yeah. quite insulted yeah. that I've never been invited because right, all yeah. my friends well, around you're me... Th- you're coming this year. And then. it's kind of like going, I won... <laughs> yeah, yeah. A different Miss Ireland yeah. competition yeah. just over twenty years ago. Yeah, so yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. kind of around the beauty game yeah, in yeah. my field yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a long time now. And can I ask you, are are you competitive at all? I am competitive. I mean, winning it is not the end of the world. Uh, you know, definitely would like to. Okay, yeah. you see, we come we come from different worlds. Then I don't yeah, do I don't yeah. do anything unless I know I can do yeah, it well. Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. if oh no, I mean no, no. I I mean I would be I would be like pretty, I go to win. I'd be very disappointed <laughs> if I wasn't. If I'm in the top three, then I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah, if you're I not. do want to win it, and yeah. especially since it's the last. But one, I think I think you, you know, need to I've find. I've come second twice, and I've come third twice. Okay, well, I think so, yeah, we need yeah. to kind we of to, awaken yeah. <laughs> a hunger in you to win yeah, and yeah. to think that you okay, are going to win okay, because cool. otherwise you're just treading water. Yeah, like, yeah. what? what's the point yeah. in, you know, looking at you, you're, you're quite a tall, very broad, mm. rotund man. Rotund man. If yeah. I was to see you, you have this kind of... It's okay, I do use big in my, in my description. <laughs> you're that kind of cuddly teddy bear kind yeah, of yeah. look, you know, and... If you're, you know, use that. Yeah, yeah. You know. To win, there are nine other contestants to beat. And one of those could not be more physically different to Paul. My name is Sinead Burke. I am three foot five inches tall, or 105 centimetres. It sounds more in centimetres, so sometimes I use that measurement. Some girls are bigger than others. Some girls are bigger than others. I'm a little person, I suppose is one way to determine, but first and foremost, I'm Sinead or Minnie, Miss Minnie Melange. And the name directly translates to M- it's M-I-N-N-I-E, which is a nod to Walt Disney and that domain, but it also represents my physical stature and my height. So M-I-N-I, it's a play on that word. And then Melange is a direct translation of the French word, which means mix. So all in all, the stage name kind of represents little mix which is somewhat what I hope to portray on stage. Um, I'm the eldest of five, and I'm the only one who is a little person. The remainder of my siblings are all average height. I'm a primary school teacher by day. I just qualified there in May. Yeah, I really enjoy it and love working with the children. I think sometimes they teach me more than I teach them. You can definitely learn a lot from children. I had known of Alternative Miss Ireland and the competition for a number of years, And I was very familiar with how they celebrated difference and diversity and really embraced kind of the uniqueness of the individual. And that was something that I really acknowledged and was really proud of that that institution was in Dublin, was in Ireland. And it was something that I really wanted to become involved in and the AMI family. And I suppose in other competitions in relation to beauty or even the Miss Ireland pageant, one of their rules is that the... The competitor must stand at at least five foot seven inches in stockinged feet. 
So regardless of how beautiful or worthy of the Miss Ireland title I could find myself, I would never be permitted to enter. Not that Alternative Miss Ireland was, I can't enter Miss Ireland, so I'll enter AMI. It was nothing like that, but AMI just embraced difference and uniqueness, and I really want to be part of it. Everything has to be big. Yes. And exciting. Well, that's great. The rules of AMI state that each contestant will be judged on poise, personality, originality and insanity. Amanda and Paul meet to discuss his plans for day wear, swim wear and the evening wear sections of the contest. Yeah, no, my trick is to have at point A I'm doing this, at point B I'm doing this and point C I'm doing this mm-hmm. and stuff will happen in between point A and yeah. B and C if you know what I mean. So that's, that's kind of how I'm working on it. Because you can't always be reliant on no. how the crowd are going to be because no, you, know, all, you could yeah. end up getting a crowd that are just going to sit there and yeah. look at you or yeah. not even look at you and just spend the time at the bar. Oh yeah. You know, it could totally. be... I've seen it many have You know, many, it's kind of like... And actually they're, they're a fairly rough crowd like at the Alternative Miss Island. They, they, they don't... Uh, What's the word? They, they don't suffer fools gladly. Like, mm-hmm. You know, if if you're boring them, they'll let yeah. you know. And of course, it's rowdy. Um, not that many stage events allow you to get rowdy if you're in the audience. So it has that sort of, you know, fun appeal. You feel you can go to the bar. You don't have to sit there for the whole thing. You can come back and then get back stuck into it, and you can scream and shout your approval for the ones, and you can even boo occasionally the ones that you don't like. Um, so it, it was, that's the atmosphere of it. I mean, the performances are raucous and rowdy, so the atmosphere has always been very vocal. And, and of course, because some of the, a lot of the performances are slightly transgressive, if, to use a word like that, and I think that gives you, as an audience member, permission to really get involved and you know, to get stuck in. You, you don't feel like you, you have to be on your best behaviour. You can scream and cheer and clap. Just think of worst-case scenario. So the crowd... Aren't reacting yeah. in a in a in a friendly, positive kind of glowing way. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. For want of better words, Tourette's, where I end up. If I get nervous, I end up flashing my bum. <laughs> I've actually seen this. You did actually tweet this to me, uh, which I felt yeah. that I couldn't sadly retweet <laughs> for my followers uh, because um, the X-rated version. Because yeah. I, I was there saying, you know, no, please send me stuff and I'll I'll, I'll try yeah, and help yeah, you promote yeah, it. But there yeah. was um, the bum flashing. I just thought was a bit no, much no, for fair, Amanda no. Brunker followers, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah. so it's because yeah. it is quite. No, but that's it's actually it's weird. It is. It's, that was the tame a, one, was it? Well, not well, not necessarily tame, but there is this weird reaction that I get where where uh, where uh, I swear to myself that I'm not going to flash my bum mm. and uh, next thing you know oh, but there he is he's flashing his bum <laughs> like, um, it's, it's, it, which um, has you know it, it, it's, it, it's it, a real frat boy type of yeah, uh, thing to do out <laughs> no, <then. it's>, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if in doubt flash yeah. my arse yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I haven't caught. Yeah, no, I swear. I go and I swear. I swear. I'm not going to do it this time. I'm not going to do it this Mm. time. Okay, Um, good. I was going along the idea of Willy Wonka, but that's gone. So now I'm going as big, cheap, random Willy girl. Um, (laughs) So there will be there there will be um, prosthetic uh, Willies involved. Okay. Um, there will be, uh, especially for the day, there will be, put it this way, there will be a big swinging Mickey. 
Um, okay. So that's daywear, and yes. that, that will probably that's daywear. Of course, it's yeah. daywear. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I should have known that. Yeah. What what a fool oh, what? I am! <laughs> Thank you for clarifying um, yes. that. <laughs> so that will that will probably consist of some as of a, kind of like a tutu and. Uh, and um, an appendage. Can I? Can I just yeah. a random question? I just have to put it out there. Is like, I mean, is your motivation just to purely shock? No, my mo- actually, that's the funny thing. People have asked me before. My motivation is never to shock. Okay. My, um, I, I have no idea that I'm ever going to go into anything and that people are going to be shocked. I'm sort of used to Paul over the years because, you know, obviously he's been in it a few times. So I, you know, I, uh, nothing's really going to phase me when it comes to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so you have to have different outfits as well. Yeah. So yeah. I, and the, so the, um, the, the swimwear I'm, I'm working on... Uh, I have an idea for it. I'm not sure if it's it's very crude. It, it could be very crude, but it could also I'd be very I'd say there's funny. a high chance it could be yeah. crude. <laughs> Go on, explain. Well, the, uh, do, you, do you know that old saying, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, milk, milk, lemonade, where around the corner chocolate's made? It's a first time for me, book one. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of goes like milk, milk, lemonade, around the corner, oh. chocolate's made. So I have a swimsuit ah. sort of possibly based on that. I can, then, I can, I can, I, I'm, I've got a visual. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I doubt if there's anybody going to be doing the same thing as you, but, you know, it'll be... Yeah, no, I'm kind of, I kind of, it'll be, I kind it'll of be. I'd be surprised if <laughs> it that way. Yeah. No, this is the last time, yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, no. Um, I mean, I'd be disappointed now if I didn't place like in the top three. That 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 would disappoint me. I'd be over the moon if I won it. Um, well, that's good. Get I'd hungry. Be, We're talking about delighted. getting hungry. Yeah, no, I'd yeah. be totally over the moon if I won it, and I'd be delighted if I came second or third. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the way. I mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. you're you're a man on a mission, Sebastian. I'm a man on a mission. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's approach is improvisational, but Sinead is planning with minute attention to detail. You submitted an entry online about your Miss profile and your Miss character, and I was trying to come up with what would Minnie be like? What would she represent on stage? And I sought advice from a couple of people who were familiar with the competition and from family as well. And the best advice I received was, you know, be yourself. Don't try and be something you're not or don't try and go out there and do something that you're not comfortable with. And I suppose nobody can tell my story better than I could. So I want to go out there and, I suppose, put on stage what I believe in and what I, a message that I want to conquer or deliver to kind of question difference and to question why it should be certain roles assigned to certain characteristics or certain physical traits. I was trying to think of what way could I represent me and my height in a humorous but entertaining but clever notion. And I began kind of thinking of stereotypes and different tales or different plots that use, I suppose, the physical difference. And instantaneously Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came to mind. And I suppose being familiar with the pantomime and the films, 
the role of the seven dwarfs always went to the little person or in today's sometimes children or CGI'd by actors in films now. But the role of Snow White was never, ever given to the little person. And I realised and I questioned, you know, why is that? And then I said, you know, could I represent this tale in a different way? What is stopping me from becoming Snow White? And then I realised that the only thing that was stopping me was me. So I decided, why not? Every girl can be a princess Any dream can be Close your eyes and... What are we, five days away now? Four days away now? Um, good. I'm, this afternoon I shall be doing my costume fitting, which I suppose is the most important bit. Uh, in in the sort of the, in the coming of it all together sense, um, I've got my performers practicing away. I don't know what they're doing. I, as I say, I, I, I kind of throw things together. It's all it's always about random random people coming together with me. So I've given them their bit of music, and they're going to come up with something, and I'll see how it works all in the night. Yeah. Going for a nice white dress. <laughs> and a nice white tutu with silvery bits for shininess. Hopefully we'll catch the lights. The most perfect princess is This is what they've rehearsed for. The night is here, the curtain rises. Very shortly, we are going to be getting this teetering edifice up and running, and we are going to be introducing you to our 10 aspiring queen colleagues. And right now, of course, they're already backstage where they've been all day. Now, Arnold and Mrs. they've been, of course, rehearsing for months and months and months for this show. They've been, you know, making costumes, rehearsing routines, making props, teasing wigs, injecting themselves with industrial grade silicone, learning lyrics, choreographing moves, persuading their mother that this is just a phase that they're going through. And they've been here all day today since very early, putting the final and finishing touches to their routines. It's actually been very sweet. Earlier on, I looked in on them and really lovely to see them all so nervously stabbing each other in the back. Makeup before the show. Did you hear anything from um, Amanda, though? Backstage, Paul's getting ready, <laughs> but no Amanda. Did you try and contact her? Or? Okay. That's weird. So she's probably not coming. Is that the case? Oh, well. Fair enough. What attracted you to this in the first place? To um, being on stage? Yeah. Um... I don't know, really. I mean, I always liked to, you know, hang out with my mates and sort of be funny. I, I don't think I was ever like so much of a show off, though. I, I mean, I was always kind of, kind of shy. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, kind of feeling kind of shy here. Like, you know, I'm not used to the sort of the one-on-one -on -one type thing, and the hence I'm very nervous going on stage. But uh, I, I suppose it's. it's and, in many ways, it's been kind of a form of therapy, like for me, like uh, you know, I, you know, I, I face my fear and I get over it, and and uh, when it goes well, I get a really nice feeling of, uh, you know, I've done something good, or you know, that kind, that kind of thing. Yeah. I oh like my God, you look so terrible. I like to hear that. Should we get some some skinny teeth as well? Uh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> 
even though um, it might not look like it, even though I'm probably pacing the place beforehand, I kind of enjoyed that as well, the nerves beforehand. Uh, Sinead and Paul are unique in tonight's lineup in that most of the other contestants are from the gay community. When I was looking to enter the competition, Alternative Miss Ireland had typically been established within the gay community. And although I wasn't an actual member of that community, the competition defines diversity. And I wanted to enter because of my own diversity and my own difference. It never really crossed my mind when I entered it that I had to be gay or straight or anything really. I mean because it, 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 I mean the rules of the competition are, you know, gay, straight, whatever, dog, fish, animal, you know what I mean? It's, it's, just, it's really, yeah, for me, it really had no, never had anything to do with it. Well, I always say to people who, you know, approach us about entering, or maybe they might be a little nervous, or they're just thinking about, I always say, we have never, in the history of the event, and the hundreds of people who've entered, Nobody has not had a fabulous time entering because it really is just a fun thing to be doing. And backstage, you know, it's really fun and people are all, you know, ooing and aang over each other's outfits and having a laugh and having a drink and pushing each other onto the stage and encouraging each other. Like, it is a great laugh. It's really a fun event to be involved in. Okay, that's fine. Okay, I've got, I've got the third contestant here with me. Yeah, everyone just stay here and then I'll put you in place. Uh, I'll let you know when you can go backstage. Oh, it'd be no fun at all if somebody wasn't offended. <laughs> Contestant number three, Miss Big Chief Random Willie Girl. Paul erupts onto the stage, resplendent in a white tutu, red Mohican, white makeup, fire engine red lipstick, and goatee beard. As his stage name suggests, Paul's performance is random, chaotic and unstructured. You're going the wrong way! We're all going the wrong way! That was contestant number three, Miss Big Chief Random Willie Girl! Please welcome contestant number four, Mr Donkey! I think my mum likes it, actually. I always give her a mention every every alternative Miss Ireland when I'm there. I give her a wave from the stage. She gives me a wave from the balcony. Um, so, yeah, no, she loves it, I think. Hopefully. <laughs> well, at least she keeps coming. That's the, that's the only clue I have. Um, 
uh, I'm sure she's kind of uh, shocked or uncomfortable with a lot of which goes on on the stage, but uh, fair play to her, she, she, she gives it a go. Like, this is probably my third time that I've been here, but he does other shows. You know, he's in burlesque and he's done other... So I, you know, I usually end up going to see them. <laughs> I suppose I knew that he was going to be a bit out there. He was always going to be a bit different. Um, <laughs> I uh, have been involved in making costumes and stuff for him way back then. So, you know, I would have some insight as to what he was going to do. And I'm Brendan, uh, Big Chief Randall Chaos, little brother. <laughs> He's totally different. Like when he's not on the stage, he's um, he's not so, I suppose, in your face. Lovely fella, uh, very lovely, loving father. Um, quite, quite a quiet fella in a way, but uh, he's definitely different when he gets up on stage. Totally, yes, to- totally two different personalities. I mean, you wouldn't recognise him when you meet him off stage. He's quiet. Uh, I suppose when he's around us, he doesn't talk as much, but he, do, he does seem to be very quiet off stage. I think he's come second twice. Second, yeah, I think twice, maybe, twice, yeah. yeah. No, I just wonder, how, could he ever win? Because I don't know that that would go down too well with the gay community. So being second, I think, is his way of, of winning, if you like. <laughs> so that's where he's at. Yeah. I would be absolutely delighted for him. All the, all the work he's put in over the years, it'll be great to be recognised like that. Um, I honestly don't think he's going to win, but it would be fantastic if he could, but... I just know there's a lot of strong acts out there and, and you saw some of the reactions of the crowd. They, they love, love some of the acts out there. He, he's, he got a few kind of mixed reactions, which is what he, what he expects and what we expect as well. So I, I can't see him winning, to be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, how about another contestant? How about contestant number six, Miss Minnie Melange? So we opened with myself on a four-foot platform with a seven-foot skirt on. And that was to hide the fact that I was a little person, to kind of give that element of a surprise. And there was a voiceover by the very talented Alan Stanford. And the voiceover was, Once upon a time, Once in a land a time, far away, a land lived, a far away lived a little girl who actually wasn't gay. But why did she enter, I hear you all say? Is she alternative? Is she alternative? Why, yes. Why, yes. She was born this way. And Lady Gaga's Born This Way then began to play. Merely stating the fact that actually, three foot five, I was born this way. And the skirt dropped, and I was lifted from the platform by the dancers. And we then went into routine. Sinead's act is polished. She also has family support, except in her case, it's on stage. Her mum is the Wicked Witch, and Prince Charming is her dad. And... That three minutes ended with Nina Simone's I Put a Spell on You. And that was to represent the entrance of the Wicked Queen and the Apple. And those three minutes closed with me dead on stage. The Wicked Queen, delighted and thrilled in her success of murder, I suppose you could say. And the seven around me, absolutely devastated. At least I hope they were devastated that I was gone.
The next round is swimwear. This is where the contestants will be interviewed by Panty. No, 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 it's okay. I'll... Oh, good Jesus. Well, in, in the spirit of Nuri, sure. Turn off your spigot. And it's all the vitamin C of 20 oranges. Thanks, chicken. No, I'm gonna pass on the chocolate. <laughs> milk, milk. <laughs> Round the back chocolate's made. Sorry, it was a cheap joke, but somebody had to do it, because it's the alternative Miss Ireland. <laughs> Give it up for Big Chief Random Kale, well, Random Willy Girl. I get confused. Maestro. have to be dwarfs. I came tonight to challenge a stereotype and to see if the audience agreed. What do you think? She's a little woman with a big message! Give her a mini melange! Maestro! Secure, don't know what's up. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. We, as the people who produce that event, we always are less concerned about who wins than the audience sometimes are. Because as far as we're concerned, it's just a great, fun, silly event with heart. That's what makes you beautiful. Anyway, so this is a competition, and in that spirit, we are going to have to pick a winner. Now, of course, earlier on today, I was back there telling them that they're all winners, but of course, that's bullshit. <laughs> Shall we call down from above the crown? <laughs> Here comes the Medusa crown of shamrocks, which the winner will be leaving with stapled to their head this evening. Now that we have a crown, we're going to need a winner. So to do that, we're going to need to welcome back all ten of our contestants. Please welcome back contestant number one, Madonna Lucia. I remember standing there when the results were being called out and third was announced and it was Exanthony and I was like, gosh, that's brilliant, you know. Anne Laureline, in second place, first runner-up and receiving the golden brigade is Miss Lunacy. And then second and it was Lunacy and... I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then first, and I was kind of thinking, well, who could be, who are the other, you know, six left or seven left? Which means the alternative is out in 2012. Alternative is out in 18. Is Miss Minnie And then it was... Mini and I was like, hang on, wait, that's me. It was incredible, uh, best moment of my life. Oh, darling, 
on so many levels her winning was so amazing especially for it being the last one um, because in a sense her whole act was about being an alternative beauty I mean that's what her act was and of course if she had won just because the audience had oohed and aahed over the fact that a small person had entered and was winning, then I, I wouldn't have been happy. But the fact is, she was fabulous. She had such great stage presence, and the production was so great, and the idea was great, and the execution was great. You know, and she was amazing. So it really all just came together, and I was like, she is, you know, a fabulous winner. Yeah, so happy that she won. Yeah, I don't think it was going to happen on that night anyway. It's just, uh, you know, I, I think I did okay with what I did. Um... I'm not really that disappointed, to be honest. I'm kind of glad it's over, to be honest with you now. And I don't really... I, I think it was definitely would have been my last one anyway. That's it. Even if it didn't finish up this year, I think... Uh, I think by the end of it, I felt, yeah, yeah, now I'm done. I, I don't really... I wasn't overly sad that it was over, put it that way. I, I suppose I've always been kind of a, a, a divisive character within that scene. Like, you know, I'm kind of like the Marmite of that scene. Like, you either like me or you hate me. A short time after the event, at the Burlesque Games in London, Paul won a world title, the coveted Twisted Crown. But when the curtain fell on a national institution on that last night at the Olympia, his dreams of winning the alternative Miss Ireland were over. And, you know, for me, this is like a bittersweet evening, obviously. It's the very last alternative Miss Ireland. But the thing that I am going to miss most, more than the event itself, is every year working with this really incredible bunch of people. And so I really want to say on my behalf and on behalf of the whole Alternative Island family, to the rest of the Alternative Island family, thanks a million. It's been an honor and a privilege. I can't believe I haven't had a feeling in about 15 years and now I'm having one in public. I haven't had a feeling since I had a bad bottle of poppers back in 1993. The negative element is that It'll be missing in the calendar, and it was definitely always one of the biggest highlights in the Dublin calendar. But it was such an establishment for celebration and openness. I suppose the sweetness is that I was awarded the last ever crown, and I'm still trying to figure out why. <laughs> I'm the last queen. It's absolute honour to have that title. In a sense, she's always going to be the alternative of Ireland now. But it does become difficult to keep doing something every year and year. It's a lot of time and energy and effort. And in some ways, we discussed a few years ago, well, one day we're going to have can't do it forever. And somehow 18 seemed like, it just seemed good. And there's the old thing, of course, quit while you're ahead, and everybody still loves it, and there's still energy around it and everything. Um, but that said, I also think, well, you know, we're a bit old. <laughs> we're all in our 40s, some of us are in our 50s now. But in a way, you know, I said, there's more than one idea in the world. Somebody else should start something. The Dull Terms Ireland was a tiny little event in a club basement, you know, the first one. So, you know, 
Let's find some young, creative people with lots of energy to start something new and let it grow for 20 years, you know. So, yeah, it's definitely bittersweet, but isn't everything. Why can't I sing out my words? No. <laughs>